Hello? Oh, hello. Sorry. I'm good. Um, I am just on a podcast recording. Can I call you back in an hour? What, what's your it's day right. like? It, it, yeah, I might be on a call, so but don't worry. As long as all is good and everything is okay. I was just mixing out the say a lot. So, oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm I'll just about to record. Uh, unfortunately, that usually I just listen to the boys talk, but they've roped me into talking about my well-being. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, indeed. Exactly. They were like, "What have you been doing in your world? Nothing. A whole lot, and not a lot, as you would say. A whole lot, and not a lot. Exactly. That's it. That's good. That's good. Okie dokie. No problems. I'll catch up with you later. All right. Speak to you soon. Bye for now. Bye. You too. Bye. Welcome to Flatten the Curve, a podcast that looks at the impact of the coronavirus on life in Wales. We'll be sharing our thoughts, but more importantly, we'll be hearing from the experts and those whose lives have been most affected and disrupted. Together, we'll unpick our way through the science and try to better understand the weeks and months ahead. From Wuhan to Wales and everything in between, this is the podcast to take on the pandemic. So here we are entering number 20, I think it is now, week 20 of the lockdown. Because um, I think we can still say that, right? Here we can, we're not quite out of it yet. So we're still in, in lockdown. Would that be a fair thing to say? Yeah, I think we're still kind of, it's that slow easing out and kind of, you know, restrictions releasing on that every kind of 21 day review period. So yeah, still very much in the kind of the lockdown stages. Um, but I think... Yeah, people are just getting to the end of their tether with it, aren't they? And I think that's why it would be good this week to kind of just start talking about kind of well-being and how everyone's doing and how everyone can, you know, at this 20-week stage, um, just kind of retain some sort of sanity or try and retain well-being and kind of make sure that we're still kind of keeping those healthy behaviours going. So, you know, at the peak of it, uh, at the start of everything, you know, people were kind of taking on more exercise at home, thinking more about things they could do to stay well. But 20 weeks later, I mean, I'm running out of ideas, Um, which I think why it would be good to bring in our producer extraordinaire, Abby, into this episode. So welcome, Abby. Hi, guys. Abby, it's great to have you back. It's been a couple of weeks Tell our listeners how what life in Abbey World has been like. So life in Abbey World has been very um well and anything to be honest. It's it's still been very mundane. It's it's a lot of every day kind of feels the same. I know beginning everyone was kind of saying it was Groundhog Day and it is definitely starting to feel like that. Um I did the make the mistake of doing a socially distanced uh visit to my family. Um when the borders were released um, and kind of the restrictions were lifted. Um, I, I say a mistake in the fact that it was so glorious to see them again, but oh, it feels even worse now. That homesick feeling just feels so much worse, especially as my my mum my and her, my sister are in one house and my other sister and um, nephews and brother-in-law in another, and they've kind of coupled up. So they're a bubble together. Um, so they get to spend loads of time with each other and it's uh, it's horrible feeling like you're the one on the outside like guys can I be a part of this but um not yet but I've got another visit next week which I'm very excited about so yeah I mean things have been very uneventful um I've got loads of recommendations of uh Netflix 
Um, but before I go into Netflix recommendations and things that have been keeping me sane through the mundane, how have, uh, how have you two been? I've been okay. I mean, recently it's been um, finding new things to do. I mean, here at the start of the, start of the episode there was talking about, you know, at the start of lockdown, people were exercising more than now. Oh, God, can we sustain it for another um, couple of weeks? I mean, like I said, we're in week 20 now of lockdown. Um, and how many people have stopped quizzing during this period as well? You know, quizzes used to happen on a weekly basis, the start of lockdown. If you're still quizzing out there, um, and still managing to to find new questions uh, and yeah and then my hat it comes off to you um, but you know I was smiling all the way through what you just said there Abby because you were using phrases and using language there that we weren't using before lockdown I'm not referring to any made-up word that you've just and any things and things like that but it's going to be amazing isn't it to see the Oxford Dictionary announce new words after this or at least new you know, the bubbling up I'm sure that's going to be in there or um, lockdown uh, and things like that there's going to be we're living through a language uh, a new language being created um, during this this period maybe I'll think about think of a couple more during today's episode and throw them in Um, but not too bad Uh, I went to to the National Botanic Garden of Wales last week for the first time which was uh, which was great have you been at all Um, no I've not no actually I've always kind of Looked at it and Googled it and kind of thought about going, but it's just one of those things that have not ticked off the list yet. No, same for me. You should put it put it back on your list. That and swimming in the sea, like our guest did last week on Flat the Curve, Sarah there, who uh, managed. Well, she's just starting a new challenge of swimming in the sea. We'll add that one to our bucket list. Uh, and we should probably say she passed her. Uh, what degree was it that she was doing, guys? She's doing a law degree. There we go. Congratulations, Sarah. We we understand that you passed your um, your law degree um, and good luck with, with the future ahead. But who tell us a little bit about what life has been like in, in Hugh World then over the last couple of weeks? Just no change, really, isn't it? I think, like I said at the start, oh, you've got to find something that's more exciting to, to do with your time. I mean, I've not been doing exciting things, I mean, well, except, apart from exciting things in work, I guess. But um, we've seen a lot, you know, my partner's been very busy laying floors, decorating rooms. Um, I went down to get a coffee earlier and just found that he'd ripped half of the kitchen extension out, um, which is always fun, a fun thing to, you know, walk down to and just be surprised by. Um so I guess that's sort of entertaining me in some respects. But we've had some, you know, lovely renovations and a lovely attic office now that I posted on social media the other day that um quite a few people seem to like. I know, Abby, you like the colour scheme, our yellow theme there. Um, so, yeah, some nice kind of house renovations done. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get back on that exercise bandwagon. I started off really strong and then I feel like... You and that we have these kind of chats before we start recording each week, just kind of for the listeners. And I feel like Abby and Jack put me to shame every week. So they're talking about all of the Joe Wicks workouts that they've done and all of these healthy Joe Wicks exercise um, um, recipes that they're doing. I feel so guilty. I'm like, I've done nothing. <laughs> the first thing that we, we talk about normally with you is what have you baked or what have you cooked? Um, it doesn't. We're living vicariously <laughs> yeah. all our calories through you. Um, which, which is nice and it's probably worth noting that, that you know the podcast isn't sponsored by Joe Wicks um, but we do love him um, so for, for kind of context we only we talked about it quite a lot 
in the in the podcast jack and i are both doing his kind of 90 day plan um throughout lockdown um which it's been really nice it's been nice to have a kind of a companion in it um because there are days where i mean it's really tough especially when you're in lockdown um but it's nice to kind of have someone to spur you on um and it's been really nice if anything to give a bit of structure um anyone who's kind of done a plan like this understands that it's it becomes your life in in a sense it does become you know it tells you what to eat when to eat how much water to drink um what exercise you've got to do and when um and even to the point of when you can eat after you've exercised and and all sorts like that um it becomes a massive then distraction when you're in lockdown um because i don't really have the capacity to think about anything else my entire sunday i'm sure jack can um agree with this is built on food prepping <laughs> yes um and i spend my all of my days in the kitchen um so it's been a really nice distraction um it, and you know the side effects of, of feeling healthier and um losing a bit of weight and things like that have been have been really nice um and a, a nice side effect but more than anything i've just been so grateful for the routine um, I don't know how you've been feeling about it, Jack. Yeah, absolutely. It's very easy, isn't it, to do nothing during lockdown, and it has been really nice to to get up knowing that there's a there is a task that you need to do that you need to um, do that workout. Find twenty five minutes, thirty minutes, however uh, many minutes you can you can squeeze in during the day, and um, know that you're actually starting a day then on a positive some positive energy and you know I've got 20 days to go or something like that until the end of the 90 days um I'm looking forward to a glass of wine I must say at the end of it but you know there is a changing mindset hopefully that I can continue to uh to think well think about what I'm eating and how I'm exercising as well um yeah hopefully we'll get here on the plan soon yeah I think it's been a thread as well hasn't it I know a lot of people um listening to a lot of people I've been obviously listening to a lot of podcasts and um, I've been speaking to a few people who have that health has really become such a big thing um, po- post lockdown. You know, people who were living very busy lifestyles and, you know, classically didn't have the time. I was definitely guilty of that. Just don't have the time to go to the gym, you know, just going to pick up a sandwich or whatever, whatever that may be. Um, and actually lockdown and the pandemic specifically has all taught us that our health is the most important thing um you know people with underlying health conditions as we all know were were far more at risk of coronavirus than than other groups um so hopefully i think there has been a a, you know a generic mindset change yeah absolutely and i think sometimes you just need that disruption to just kind of change that way of thinking you know amidst all of the chaos and all of the confusion that's going on having something like a a workout routine or a, a really set plan is a really important to kind of taking back that control and being able to think about, okay, what do I want to prioritise in this situation? And it's great that health has come out on top of that as well. You know, people, you said about, you know, people are using Joe Wicks, but, you know, people are finding lots of other resources as well, especially people with different access needs as well. You know, um, Disability Sport Wales has some great exercises for people of you know with varying needs and kind of different levels of fitness and so on so you know there's so many resources out there that people are finding now as well people weren't looking for these things before but they're turning to these digital solutions to kind of you know stay well at home stay fit at home and you're teaching us about you know think about kind of consumer culture and you know i 
heavily relied on my routine of going to the gym before work in the morning, the physical process of taking myself to the gym and then doing my work up there, then going to work, then coming home. You know, I, actually, do I need do I need that anymore? Can I can I work at home? Can I do other alternative exercises? You know, this could have really started to make me kind of rethink my kind of routine and how I can free up more time for myself to do other things as well. And because I think that's something I struggle with a lot specifically is just kind of switching off and not just working 24-7 and, you know, I, you know, involved in lots of different projects and sometimes forget to take the time to just relax, go read a book, go just, you know, take time for yourself and just enjoy something, just take a break. I think sometimes we forget to do that. Yeah, I think I well, Abby will uh, agree with me as a as a colleague is is that I'm not very good at taking a break. I have no idea of the concept of taking breaks. So I've really enjoyed this period to be able to ask some serious questions about my life, where I am, who am I, where do I want to go, and I'll share a story with you both um, that I normally ask those questions when I'm in the supermarket of all places. Um, you're laughing; they're both laughing on the screen here in front. Um, because I already told them this story and we've been through a um, bit of a, a Wi-Fi issue here in the house, which means now I have to retell them the story and I know what's coming. So yes, folks, I enjoy going to supermarkets and normally in the dairy milk, dairy milk in the dairy aisle, I will often say to myself, who am I and what do I want to do? Who am I? Where am I? And yeah, that kind, those kind of questions. So the purpose of why I'm sharing you this story is I think during lockdown, we've been able to ask those questions um, from home, <laughs> of all places, um, and also challenge ourselves to think a bit about um, about life itself. So, yeah. And if the listeners want to take on the challenge that you just set, Hugh and I, which was to go to the supermarket, specifically to the dairy aisle, yeah, and ask a stranger point. who they are. And get them to think about the big questions. Absolutely, because we've we've also talked about human contact that we're lacking in that over the last um, twenty weeks. Go out, talk to people. Don't be afraid to do that from two two meters away. Um, people may laugh at you, but you know it's about just getting out there and speaking to people. Do it. Did it start when there was like a spill in the aisle and you were like, "Don't cry over spilt milk." Oh, life. So here you talked uh, a little bit about boredom during this period, and we normally promote lots of podcasts on this podcast of others that are doing good things, talking about good things. And recently, and I've forgotten the name of the podcast, it doesn't help, but recently I listened to a podcast that was talking about boredom during lockdown. Um, how many times have we heard ourselves or others say, oh, there's nothing to do, I'm so bored. Um, but actually, boredom... Uh, according to this podcast, was really important, and for us to explore um, and reflect on on the things that, that matter to us, um, and fill the boredom with curiosity and creativity, uh, and go off and do new things. Even questioning boredom itself, said this philosopher on this podcast, was um, going against boredom itself. And I think we've often used that phrase a lot during lockdown of us being bored, nothing to do. Um, but I think if we surprise ourselves, actually, at the end of this, we'll look back and, and list a lot of things that we did either for the first time, um, things that we've enjoyed doing, things that we want to continue to do post, post lockdown. And actually, you know, it's OK as well to have periods during lockdown where you did nothing, that you felt like you were doing nothing, that you were 
just reflecting, pausing, um, thinking about the world around us and for that to be okay. But there'll be also times where you chose to fill the board in with creativity and, and doing something new and that's equally as exciting. I think that's a really important point and I think it's also important to say that if you come out of this lockdown period having not learned a new language or not taken up a new skill that that is fine as well because you survived a pandemic and that is a skill in itself um, and getting through the last 20 weeks has been hard for everybody yeah. um, and to understand as well you know that if there are people on your social media um, who have been doing Joe Wicks every day who have been to use myself as an example have been knitting blankets getting into reading books again producing a podcast you know whatever it is that I have been doing that is not a level because everyone's circumstances are different um I do not have any children to look after I live on my own with my well live with my best mate but I don't don't have any dependents with me um so you know my my lockdown period has been fairly easy um compared to say my sister who is a mother of two children under the age of 10 um, her lockdown has been very different therefore she probably has not picked up any new skills um, because she's just been busy being a mum and you know um, and working full-time as well so it's important to say that yeah I, I really agree with your point Jack but you know if you haven't done any of it that's that's completely fine as well and to not compare yourself um, to those in your in your timeline as well. Yeah, I think you, you make an important point as well there about social media because it is all a construct, isn't it? You know, it's all, you know, it's not necessarily accurate representations all of the time. So when you think, you know, people are kind of putting the best image forward or, you know, it's, you know they might not necessarily kind of be putting the full story across. You know, it's, we're so often posting about all the great things that are going on, but actually behind all of that, there could be other things happening as well. So just not comparing yourself to that online version that you see of everybody else and just kind of being happy in your own situation. And when the social media does get too much, because just look at everything that's gone on um, throughout the pandemic and all of the various kind of arguments that you're seeing online, or, you know, the politicisation of kind of health issues and the BLM movement, very tough for a lot of people, um, and just kind of other areas. And kind of, there's so much been going on in the media and in the press it can build up and it can get confusing it can get tiring and it's it, that's draining in itself and just not you know not being afraid to just switch off and just take a break and again i think as you know people working in kind of policy and health in you know third sector of social change we find it so hard to switch off because it's and you're constantly just trawling and trawling through and you're not even necessarily looking at things all the time but you're still taking it in and it just it, you just you just don't even realise you're doing it half the time. And it's just about setting time and saying, I'm going to swap this for this and just take a break. I'm going to promise myself that I'm going to go for a walk for an hour and I'm not going to look at my phone once. I'm just going to put it down. It can just ping as much as it wants and I'm not going to look at it because this is me time. It's my time and it's my time away from the social media influence as well we just can't carry away with it and you know it, it is great for inspiration it's great for finding ideas for connecting in this kind of very you know separated situation we find ourselves in but at the same time it can do a lot of harm as well as good yeah absolutely I mean we heard right at the beginning of this um recording um that my dad rang my dad lives in Texas so 
we we communicate via FaceTime audio because it's it's one it's free um it wasn't always free we're very glad of these kind of technological developments um that you know I'm able to communicate with him um now and I you know I said to him there's a time difference so there's often um a difficulty in kind of getting hold of one another um like you say I'm really glad with the digital element of being able to keep in touch with with my loved ones um especially those who I genuinely don't know when I'm next going to see him um we're cracking on a, a year now since we've seen each other so um you know that digital kind of technology is so important um but the switching off is also really important there are certain areas in my house where I don't get signal and I don't get wi-fi and they're some of my favorite areas in the house because I can go and purposely sit there my phone doesn't go off it's on it just doesn't go off that explains you missing my calls that's yeah that's exactly why I'm not answering all of your calls Jack that's uh that that would be it yeah um but I but I've also um I said I would come back to my Netflix uh recommendations I have also been loving the Zac Efron travel documentary I knew this was coming I knew this was coming all Abby's been able to talk about doing work meeting should I add is Zac Efron for good reason though I mean it wasn't just in a random work meeting when I was mentioning my love for Zac Efron um it was in fact about his his new documentary called Down to Earth um which is really in my eyes I think it's brilliant it's um a whole documentary series about different um sustainability um kind of topics um traveling across the world so looking at uh, hydrothermal energy production in Iceland to looking at kind of green infrastructure in, in London um, and kind of plastic pollution um, it's it's been amazing and I think if we can get more people like him who are you know recognized and idolized by younger people talking about sustainability talking about climate change and talking about little things that we can all do to to kind of clean up our planet and, and make this a, a nicer environment for us all to live in um, then I'm all for it. So yes, I have been raving about it, but it was work connected in terms of our sustainability agenda within work. Um, and, and we've been running a campaign called Big Ideas. And in my view, this uh, this whole documentary has just been each episode is a different big idea that we can that we can take inspiration from across the world. So yes, it wasn't just that I love Zac Efron, although I do. Um, but actually, yeah, I'm raving about it. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go and watch it because. Um, I just think it gives a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of hope um, in what's been quite a dark time um, for a lot of us. But um, is there anything you guys have been watching or reading or listening to that um, has has provided that break for you? I was going to criticise um, Zach Efron for flying to all these places, but I'm not going to because I think Abby's point. I did have the same conversation with my housemate about the slight hypocrisy, but you know, sm- all small things make a big difference, and if there's you know, not all of us can be fully uh, as sustainable as we would like. So, um, yeah, as long as we're doing the small things. Defending Zach, maybe we'll we'll uh, we'll invite Zach himself onto the podcast, and I can challenge him um, myself. So, if you're listening, if he's listening, because uh, he did visit London, uh, and hopefully he may do a down to earth two uh, in the future. Maybe we'll. Um... My next podcast uh, project will be. Um, getting Zac Efron to our office, actually, Jack, because um, I I was watching this going, oh, he'd love us. He would love the Wellbeing Future Generations Act. We need to get him to Wales. Um, so, yeah, that that's my next project after the podcast. 
Connor, here, what have you been watching? Tell us uh, what what's been on your screen. I've just been rewatching kind of some old series, really. Um, recently started rewatching Will and Grace. Um, just again, it was just about. Oh no! I tend to like be. Re- I tend to read books that are all about social change, and they're all kind of very deep. A lot of the podcasts I listen to are all about again about kind of social change and things that we need to improve upon and sustainability. So sometimes it's just I was like, no, I'm just gonna watch something just for the fun of it and just relax and just relive just memories of programs past. And Will and Grace is just one of those really great series that I just absolutely love. So I've been enjoying that, and I re I discovered. On Netflix, it's an old series, but it's the first time I've seen it pop up. Was Dark Tourist? I don't know if you've seen it, no. but really interesting, just really bizarre. So it's um, a New Zealand uh, journalist, um, <clears throat> very much pinned as like the New Zealand equivalent of Louis Theroux, and it even looks like him as well. There are pictures of them online that compares the two side by side, and they do look very familiar. Um, and he just he just travels the world, kind of just going to these different dark tourist spots. So he goes to like where they had that nuclear plant leak in is it Japan, um, and then it goes to kind of other areas, kind of war torn areas. Goes to like really kind of rural, kind of just you know tribes and stuff like that, and visits all these different kind of groups. He looks into like voodoo, um, meets with some vampires. That was a really weird episode. That wasn't a I wasn't a fan of that episode because there was a lot of blood. Um, but just some like really just kind of but it was an interesting different way to explore different cultures and kind of just see the kind of the danger more dangerous parts of the world that I didn't even know existed. So it was quite interesting actually. Oh wow. I'm gonna have the weirdest of dreams this evening. There's gonna be like Watron and vampires in my dream. Thanks to That sounds like a good dream to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think if if you're if you're after some like light relief, um yes, my, I will I was not going to disclose my guilty pleasure, but I will. I have been watching uh, a series called Selling Sunset on um, Netflix, which is about um, a group of real estate agents based in uh, like central LA um, on the Sunset Strip. Um, And these houses are multi, multi million pound houses. I think they're between kind of 40 and 80 million dollars um and uh, you know they only work on commission but their commission is about two million dollars per house um so uh it is classic american reality tv um it's very catty but the houses and the interiors are incredible i tell myself that i watch it for the houses and i am astounded that people live in these incredible houses drenched in sun um a bit a bit of a dream um and of course you may know i used to live in la so it's a bit nostalgic as well for me um when i was a child um but uh, alas i ended up in in rainy wales um but of course there's nowhere else i would i would rather be there we go i think we've had a whistle stop tour of uh, the world in both Abby and Hugh's uh, Netflix uh, suggestions um, from LA to um, weird Dracula conversations. I think we've uh, um, spoken enough about Netflix uh, for this week. That's all we've got time for on this episode. Next week, we hope to continue our conversations about the impact of COVID-19 on various themes and issues uh, relating to Um, to Wales so do join us next week 
Yes, and thank you so much, Abby, for joining us again as well. Um, we're wishing you all the best of luck with the week ahead. Stay safe, look after yourselves and look after each other. Thank you very much for listening and for letting me join as well. Uh, if you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you rate and subscribe. And you can join the conversation with us on our Twitter at curve underscore podcast uh, or using the hashtag, which is hashtag flatten the curve podcast. And uh, the boys will see you again next week. Bye.